genre. Welcome back to Toy Story Minute, the podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2 Equestria Girls, one minute at a time. I'm John. I'm Jeb. And we have with us again Scott. Do you remember that when they made the My Little Ponies into teenage girls? Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. it's really weird. It's like that time that My Little Pony just leaned into their, their the problem fan with yes. that fandom. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what it was. Yep. And then realized that no, they actually like them better when they're horses. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay, so we thought that we were we were helping you guys yeah. out, and we <laughs> didn't out, understand you at all, and now out. we're kind of glad. Turns uh, out you're even creepier than we have thought you were. <laughs> yeah. You know what's fun is when you have a show about magical horses, two things yeah. that people love, and instead you say, what if this mystical world was instead about teenagers in high school? The most <laughs> mundane things that it can be about. Yeah, let's have it be that instead. Let's make these horsewomen into different horsewomen, but mm-hmm. like the same. But into also, catty high school girls. Yeah, yeah, but some of them have purple skin. Sure. What, yep. Whatever. It's, it's weird. It's normal. Speaking of normal, this minute starts with Woody and Bullseye cut out as we pan against more posters. And ends and with... Plates. Yes, yes. Eventually a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just describe what's missing. And ends with Stinky Pete ashamed of his work, I guess. Yeah, his pick is stuck in his yes. butt. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I thought of another character who is a serious actor who plays a silly guy. Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob. There you go. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey Grammer kind of got stuck in that he only plays Fraser Crane, just in different iterations. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be totally honest. When I think of Lotto Huggin' Bear, I hear Kelsey Grammer <laughs> <Yeah>. talking. <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Who played Lotto? Uh, uh, Neil Beatty, yeah, right? Neil oh, Beatty, yeah. yeah. Ned, Ned Neil. Ned, Ned, oh, yeah, Ned. Ned, Ned, Ned yeah, 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 Ned yeah, Beatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name from Superman? Yeah. yeah. That guy. That guy. The su- um, Superman. No, not him. He wasn't Superman. <laughs> I know. No, man. I'm G- forgetting Jimmy... the name that Lex Luthor's always shouting at him. Um, Jimmy Old. No. Um, Otis. 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 Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Otis Berg. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a deep pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these plates are the first big thing I want to talk about because they have these weird symbols all over them mm-hmm. that I spent a long time trying to figure out what they were. And one, one of them is a WR. Yes, the Woody's Roundup yeah. logo, yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. is amazing and I love it. And another one is the Virginia Tech logo. It's the VT. Why? Because mm. I guess one of the animators was like, guys, I really love my school, Virginia Tech. <laughs> I went to Virginia Tech, and I need everybody in the world to know. By putting it on some plates. But I can't imagine rooms. a universe where I would be that proud of my school that Put I went in to. in a movie? Well, I mean, people yeah, like, A113 things, like Caltech things in the oh, movie. That's so weird. I just... It's really a bro-y, like, fraternity kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Which doesn't seem like a Pixar thing. I guess, well, I guess now, looking <laughs> back, I guess, maybe Probably. it just makes more sense. Just because a bunch of nerds doesn't mean that you can't, like, have a bunch of guys being stupid together. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, what is this podcast but three guys being stupid together right now? But in a less... <laughs> Stupid way. Two guys in a rotating panel for the... Yeah, well, right now... Currently three guys, yeah. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, it's strange. These weird runic plates, like, I expect them to be a code-breaking thing, like... I thought when I... Little I, Orphan Annie and... My first glance story. was just, like, wow, like, it got so big that plates. these were, like, plates that were from, like, the Middle East, and they were, like... Oh, <laughs> like, they were, like, Arabic Yes. <laughs> and so, I, like, but then I was looking at them, and I was like, no, because there's a WR that... Looks like a V and a T. That that like, one's like a star. Yeah, like these aren't yeah. like sim- this. These are just random mm-hmm. symbols. Yeah. Actually, there's like a Toyota symbol for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Toyota paid a bunch of money to have that Toyota symbol on that plate. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's very weird. I like these plates though, and I kind of want them. Mm. Yeah. Is it weird that I want like most of the things that? we see in this minute and then a few minutes from now like i no. just kind of i just want like the woody bubble blower and all yeah, that yeah why would you not want it yeah yeah i guess i mean that's the whole point of it yeah 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 I will say one of the things that always bothers me about this is just a general movie problem which is that these plates would be junk and <laughs> yeah they would be i'm looking at the woody and the way that his badge and a handkerchief and the top, the the tip of his hat, sort of go overlap into the sort of brim of the plate. Mm-hmm. You know that wouldn't happen on one of these. He would yeah, be no, shrunk down and just work. fit in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it does that, it's like, oh, you guys, that's you're you're overdoing it on like making mm. these plates cool. Yeah. Because they wouldn't look like that. No, um, they would not. Especially like fifties, no. like really right. schlocky, kish right. stuff. Right, because this isn't like a modern collector's item that's like mm. retro. It's from the fifties. It's from 50s when the show was popular. That full steam, just making yeah. stuff to sell the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. especially these plates. Why would kids need like fancy plates? Well, I don't yeah. know that they're. I don't know that they're necessarily uh, yeah, f- fancy. They're fancy, but yeah, uh, they're probably like. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I remember. I don't know exactly when this was. It was like late eighties or early nineties. But there was a time when like you could get. Ninja Turtle cereal bowls, like in your cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had, I had all of those. Um, a, a thing that's a little bit later, but is kind of similar, is there was a, a Burger King thing where they had Disney like VHS covers, yeah, basically yeah. on yeah. the glasses, yeah, and then like a summary of the movie on them. It was like they just took the VHS case and put it around a piece of plastic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I imagine it's something like that. I, I these are probably plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but not. again. You they should be plastic, material. but then they're like shiny yeah, in a way that makes them look, look like plastic. like fancy china or something. <laughs> like honestly, I feel like these should be not even just plastic. I feel like these should be paper. Paper? Yeah, okay. like paper plates. Sure, sure. But like they just was paper, wait, got, was you know, good one. Uh, I don't know if paper plates were a thing in the 50s. Well, this was late 50s. I don't know. 58 yeah, this was 50, 57, 58. Let me see. Paper plates. I gotta find out when they were invented. Oh, thanks for now getting off of me so I can actually uh, type Vinny. That was great of you. <laughs> it turns out when you Google paper plates, you just get a bunch of things trying to sell you paper plates. Oops. Ooh, thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> paper um, plates wiki. That's how I get around that usually. Oh, 1904 was when oh, okay. they were invented. Okay. So, yeah. did they Did they print stuff on them yet, though? Or were um, they just white paper plates? Well, obviously in 1904, I don't think they were a thing like that. Um, yeah. Well, in any event, paper plates would have been... That's true. But, like, I could also see it being, like, cheap plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Whatever. Yeah. 
not um, getting too many plate shouldn't holes. be anything to mm-hmm. write home. They, they definitely yeah. shouldn't be this nice. Is no, what our yeah, pro- no, what our yeah. That's the point our main of it issue. All. Is. Yeah, yeah. Also, Woody is the least observant. I, I feel like the first thing I would notice about a room is that my face is all over yeah. it. Yeah, just because the lights are even up if the on lights it. not even up. Yeah, the lights are like dim. Yeah, you can right. see them. Yeah, it's a dimmer switch. Yeah. Oh my god! I just realized this dimmer switch was in the yard sale. That was the thing we thought was a soundboard. Oh, it was the same exact thing. They were oh. using the asset. Oh my god! I wish I could go back in time and tell us. <laughs> the other thing. Speaking of Woody being very unobservant. While he was looking at all this, Jesse or Bullseye picked up three magazines and put them behind him. Yeah, I know. As he's, like, feeling his giant cutout paper him. And let's be real, these magazines should be in plastic wrap. They should. I mean, come on. This is a collector. Let's be real here. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love the idea that Woody was popular enough to be on not just Time magazine. They interviewed him and they said that they wanted him to be Toy of the Year again. But uh, he said. but they wanted a big interview and photo shoot, and he said no thanks. Yeah, that was yes. Yeah, that can happened. we? Okay, can we talk about the Life magazine yes! and how how Woody and Bullseye are on the cover, but Despite a, a sub news story is Sputnik <laughs> first photos revealed. Really? Pictures of outer space. Pictures of the space race thing going on, and yet in Life magazine... The most important thing... Is a a children's TV show. That is literally created to sell cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they were created to sell cereal, or if, like, cereal was part of their sponsorship. It could be a little bit of each. Yeah. Because they also obviously had other products. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we Mm -hmm. see all of them here. Doctors say Americans don't eat enough fat. (laughs) I love it! I love it! And I like that it also came out on the day that John Lasseter was born, January 12th, 1957. So, John Lasseter killed Woody's Roundup. Wow, I didn't realize he was so old. Yeah, well, he was only, like, he wasn't even 40 when Toy Story came out. 60, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. He's 60. Yeah, he's 60 now. Huh. Yeah, Depending on that. when his... No, unless he has a... No, he just he just turned uh, 61. Okay, does he have yeah, an early... Yeah, January 12th. Oh, yeah, you just yeah, said the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I really want some Cowboy Crunchies. I do, too. They're horseshoes. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, they're chocolate-covered Frosted Flakes, but also horseshoes. I don't know. They're... They said they're sugar-frosted and dipped in chocolate. They're the only so cereal that is both. Literally, like, you take a Frosted Flake and dip it in chocolate. Well, I'm thinking, yeah. like, you take an Alphabet's. Like one of the, you know, like one of the mm. non-marshmallow Lucky Charms is. Yeah. You know, that's like, it's not like corn, it's like puffed wheat. Yeah. Put that in sugar, and then put that in chocolate, which feels yeah. like it's kind of missing the point, but okay, whatever. Yeah, and then I mean. it's also horseshoe shaped, which sounds like you would choke on it, right? Unless you're chewing. Well, yeah, but kids Unless don't Unless you're do. chewing. <laughs> kids don't chew. Unless you're, like, eating like a human <laughs> being, John. Like a real person. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> of kids eating cheer- cereal. My bad. I love the little... Oh, man, Woody's Roundup is such a great show. It looks amazing. I love how intricate the puppet designs are. They all have, like, their movie mouthy parts. Mm-hmm. That we have Bullseye's Horseshoes. Not only is it, like, a great gag, but the horseshoe going along a line. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would think that they would make the horseshoe its own, like, little puppet and put, like, a just its own string on yeah. it. But <laughs> I think it's really cute that Al, it's not enough to have Woody's Roundup on VHS. He also needs to be playing on a vintage television. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a, um, oh, did I make this note? It's oh, nice yes, touch. I did. Okay, it is a Predicta, the first swivel screen television 
and it was made thinner than any television before it, so it was like the future of television. It's like is a flat now. screen. Might as well be a flat screen. Yeah. And it was it was made in nineteen fifty eight, so it's right around the same age as Woody's yeah. Roundup. And maybe it came as a set. Maybe uh, that's how he found out about Woody's Roundup. Yeah, who knows? But about it was TV? it was based on a TV that John Lasseter himself had and John Lasseter and the people at Pixar in general based a lot of out on themselves, especially with the whole 50s nostalgia. So a lot of it is, like, kitschy, weird... Very 50s. Yeah, very 50s stuff. I yeah. like this TV. It is interesting. And I wonder if it even plays color. Mm-hmm. Because oh, we not. never see it playing color. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. No. I also... I love that the Cowboy Crunchies logo is larger than the Woody's Roundup <laughs> yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's, that's what makes sponsor. me think that it's like the that they created a TV show yeah to sell, to sell cereal. cereal and just yeah. coincidentally did all the merchandise too yeah yeah I mean that's well maybe, I mean they, they did they did that that's what toy companies used to do they well, would yeah. create toy a toy line like and then the make an animated though. series to sell it yeah like that was like I think that they kind of created this whole little uh, this TV show to go along with it so that people would buy their stuff realize wow we have a hit on our hands yeah. Then yeah. start like creating it, it, it toys got for in it. life. It got on the cover of Time. Yeah. So then they created some toys for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here's the thing: TV shows made entirely by a company to sell their product wasn't a thing till the '80s because that's when TV advertisement laws got a lot less strict with Reagan. Right. Um, it, that's like the whole reason behind like Transformers and He Man right. and all that. Um, oh. Whereas. And like Rubik's, the TV show, and all that kind of stuff, like the Mr. Potato Head show, all this kind of stuff, and like the early to now, I guess you could say, My Little Pony, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Whereas in like, if you watch I Love Lucy, it was its own independent show, but it would do things like say, like, this is sponsored by Mustache Wax for your dog, or whatever 50s stuff they were selling. Yes, but I would argue that in order for them to have those strict laws... They had to have had a mistake happen. Oh, so this was like pre those yeah, regulations. Pre this law, is pre yeah. those laws and way before those laws were relaxed in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of before sense. Before the laws were made yeah. so that they could be relaxed. Because yeah. like, in, in some countries, you cannot, you aren't allowed to advertise cereal to kids. Yeah. Like, we have this whole culture of like, mm. you know, Tony the Tiger and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh the man, love. Woody is a cereal mascot. Yeah. He mm-hmm. goes right along with Sonny and, like, the Trix Rabbit. Yeah. That's amazing. And I lucky. never thought of him like that. And mm-hmm. Snap, Crackle, Pop. Yeah. Because now you're not allowed to, um, if you're airing a TV sh- like a cartoon for kids, mm-hmm. you are not allowed in the commercial breaks to show commercials for the toys for that show. Yeah, which seems kind of obvious. Right, like, but like, yeah. And taking a break from yeah. the show to advertise the show. Because it's right. such a, yeah, it's such a, it, you already are watching an advertisement. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Of course you know that there's going to be, like, toys of it. I don't know. It's very <laughs> interesting and indicative of capitalism's, like, weird, what is it called? Like, vertical branding or something? Where you... you Integration? Yeah, where you control every step of the process. That's also, that is way illegal. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, yep. That's uh, that's what actual, what is that called? Uh, Monopolies? Monopoly. That's what an actual Monopoly is. That name. Yes. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the actual game of Monopoly is. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it also is weird with Stinky Pete and his different voice, but yeah. I hate to do this, but I gotta bring it down a little bit, because okay. um, now is the time to talk about Mary Kay Bergman who is the voice of Jesse in the TV show and for all of her yodels mm. in this movie, mm-hmm. I should say. She was a pretty prolific voice actress. Like, she 
worked doing, like, she was a receptionist, and people kept telling her that she had a really cool voice and should use it for something. And she went on to do a lot of stuff in the mid to late 90s. She voiced every single girl in South Park in the first few seasons. She was in a lot of, like, Disney stuff. Like, she was the voice of Snow White in the 90s. She did all these, like, little roles where it was obvious that for her age, she was going to become a huge voice actress. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not Frank Welker level, but, like, I mean, look at, like, Tara Strong or... Right. Or Grey Delisle, who was also good friends with Mary Kay. But, unfortunately, she had her own problems. Her mother was diagnosed with cancer in the late 90s, and her she took it very badly. That made it so that she didn't get diagnosed with the actual problems that she had, which is that she suffered from bipolar disorder and from anxiety. Like, she was very, very deep in it, and it wasn't really well-diagnosed because of the whole cancer thing, so she didn't catch it till much later. Mm-hmm. And they, like, a lot of it was unknown. Like, her husband wasn't even completely sure what was going on with her mental health. He didn't know until he found, like, herbal supplements and treatments and stuff. So she barely had this under control and was very paranoid of losing her her voice, of losing her talent, um, of all this kind of stuff. And that was just all exacerbated by, obviously, like, her mom's cancer and all that. So she was, you know, really big in voice actor circles. But then one night, it it just became too much for her, Mm -hmm. and she shot herself with a shotgun. Um, Ugh. This was November 11th, 1999. Toy Story 2 had its worldwide release 13 days later. Yep. There was not really even time to get on the prints the, in, in honor of or anything like that. She didn't get to see this movie come to fruition, and it's extremely sad. It is. Not only because of, obviously, the whole nature of, you know, a, a suicide or even just an actor death, but the fact that, you know, her diagnosis was such a pain and her life in general was such a pain that, like, here is a woman who obviously was very successful and had a lot of talent who wasn't able to really see herself come to her full potential. Mm-hmm. It just puts a, a, a sad note over this whole movie because this was her last really, like, this was her first posthumous thing, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, she had died so soon before it. Yeah. And uh, it's, Not it's, even two weeks. I mean, yeah. we do, we do gotta, we have to address it because it's a part of this movie mm-hmm. that um, Jesse's yodeler had such a, a terrible thing in her life that, like, I mean, she had a disease that killed her. And, I mean, this isn't the kind of thing that we talk about a lot on this show. No, it's not. Um, Usually, if we get to a bummer, it's because an actor did something, like, evil or or something like that. It's not because of, like, oh, someone has such a huge problem. Yeah. I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but, like, uh, I personally have, and I know a lot of people who have suffered from uh, depression and and, and bipolar disorder and Mm -hmm. mental health problems of that ilk. And they really just destroy who you are as a person. They make you... They kind of slowly wear down your... Not just your creativity, but your, like, enjoyment of life and your... Like, your capacity to feel anything. And especially with bipolar disorder, which I have people in my life who who have that. Me too. It it just destroys you because it's a roller coaster of... I mean, just like, you know, a few minutes ago we were joking around about cereals and now we're, like, on the sober note. You can be one minute unable to feel anything in one minute like feel too much yeah so much that it's like you're on drugs mm-hmm. i mean you it is you know when people say someone is crazy in a dismissive way i mean this is what it is it can completely like it takes your personality and just messes with it to the point where you don't know who you are as a person and i don't know how much mary Kay's situation could have been helped by 
a better support network, which obviously she had a lot of that. She had a husband and mm-hmm. and friends and but stuff she in the industry. No, and didn't get. Yes, I mean she didn't get it soon enough. Yeah, it's important to note that like when this disease kills somebody, it's not because like they were weak or someone else is strong because they they didn't you know, right because of it. It just happens because a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is you could have one. That's like saying, bad, yeah. That's like saying that somebody was weak because they was died weak of because they died of cancer, yeah. and somebody else is stronger than they were because they survived cancer. Yeah, and it, it, this kind of thing, especially with her, like they found her one night, and she had just been in a night where she had been low enough and gotten into you know literally a depressive phase because you mm-hmm. know she had the bipolar disorder, where there was just one time when she had ready access to a method. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling yeah, low enough to it, do she, that. You know, she had a, a weapon in her house. She had the means. She, she had, had, yeah, she was low enough and didn't have anyone around her. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I don't know if there's what other point we could have to like this is something we have to bring up. Mm-hmm. Personally, I have in times in my life had my life saved by just a random person saying, "No, really." you do need to, like, go back to seeing help or, oh, or being medicated or any of these things. And it's especially a problem, I feel like, with our generation. It happens yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to, you know, bum this down because we're really a, a goofy podcast most of the time, but the idea that your life can be cut so short, because I've been in a point where I've, you know, contemplated this kind of thing, and if I had a shotgun in my house, I might have done it. And there's no way to know for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's no way to know. And to, to think of it as so simple as a chance. There's yeah. just a chance that you're in the completely wrong situation that where position, this can happen. Yeah. It's terrifying because you, you start to think of like, oh, our lives are so tenuously connected to the world around us. Like, mm-hmm. it, it could just be literally a couple hours of just falling into this hole Mm -hmm. so if there's anything to say for this it's i mean i i am firmly against the idea that mental illness makes you better or more creative or any of that like romanticizing stuff oh that's mm -hmm. i do not think that i am better off or that anyone is better off for going through this kind of thing honestly Mm -hmm. like when i had my worst periods like i time was stolen from my life and everything went worse i lost money and health and time and friends sometimes Mm -hmm. That, like, there's no bright side to it, except really for not. except for other people go through it and you can relate to them. Yeah, So that, the, only, the only thing that, like, can be... That's like a silver lining. Yeah, the only silver lining is that, like, people do go through this. Mary Kay went through this. I'm sure many of our listeners have gone through this. Uh, even as, it, you're, you know, your brain literally has just an error that makes it so you feel alone or you feel, like, nothingness. The important thing to that is to know that you're not, and to that know that it it passes. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally the only thing that can make it worse is if you do the thing that you're thinking of. Yeah, that's yeah. Worst there's case only scenario. the only way to go is up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, what you got to tell yourself. The positive thing. Yeah. And it's just part of the fact that, I mean, life is really bad sometimes, not just because of diseases and situations around you, but, you know, you have to get through it. And fortunately, there are good things around you, you know, there's even just the idea of, I mean, we're doing a media-based podcast, just the idea of, like, movies. I want to see Toy Story 4. So if, like, you know, if ever I got into such a, like, a a bad, like, uh, mental pattern, Mm -hmm. then I could at least be like, no, because I really want to see Toy Story 4. Right. (laughs) If anyone out there listening to this has issues 
with their their mental health or even just like know someone who does don't be afraid to like call even like there's national hotlines mm-hmm. um i'll provide some links in the in the description i guess at the worst if you ask someone like hey are you doing okay the worst case scenario of embarrassment or whatever is them saying no i'm fine you don't know how much you can help someone just to be like hey i'm worried about you Please just tell me you're okay. Yeah. And it, it can't seems hurt so anything. Small. It's it such a small thing. It can't do any really bad. And yeah. it's like, it, at, it, like the worst case scenario is they say nothing, but then they might be like, oh, somebody. Yeah, even if they were lying to you, it somebody means actually that does care. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so weird because there's statistics of like, they go to like, there was a bridge, I think it was Golden Gate Bridge, they put a handrail on it. To make it harder to jump off of. Mm-hmm. And because the, the real thing with suicide is, while you might have struggles with it for a long period of time, the actual doing of it is a snap decision in the grand scheme of things. To the point where this lowered the rate of suicide by a huge amount. And when people were asked about it later on, almost 100% of the time, like to the point where it's like a statistical anomaly for them not to, they say, oh yeah, I'm really glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, it was, it's it's a terrible, a really irrational thing for your brain to do to you, but it happens. And that's why, like, it's important for, like, things like, especially if, like, you have people with, with, with problems in your family to, like, you know, if you have a gun, keep it in a safe and keep it unloaded. If you have a friend who you feel, that you feel like you can trust, have them, like, keep track of you. Mm-hmm. Um, even just, like, having a pet. Like, right. that is a, a huge thing. Right. Because, like, I don't want anything to happen to my kitties, and I if I am not here, then that's one less person to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You know, even if you think that you don't have, like, any connection to the outside world, like, everybody has an impact. The fact that you right now are listening to this little podcast that we're doing is, like, it means a lot to me. Yeah. That someone out there, like, listens to this and, like, laughs at our dumb goofs or... Right. Like, just says, hmm, that's interesting. Even if you don't laugh, yeah. Yeah, even if we're we're not very funny. <laughs> Especially right now, we're not really funny right now. Right. Even just that, like, I don't want to lose someone like that. You're important in that little way. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't think you impact the world, just the nature of society, you impact everyone around you mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different ways. Oh, yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. go to the store and buy something and you smile at the cashier or, you know, you you, you, you do little things all the time just by existing you're constantly outputting positivity into the world. If you like if you're thinking like, "Oh, no, I don't. I'm just a burden to everyone." Like, come on. Let's be real here. You're almost certainly not like negatively impacting the world overall unless maybe you're Donald Trump. In which case, <laughs> I still think he should receive mental care and be like yeah. be helped. He that just, you know, mean he doesn't deserve yeah. help. Yes. Like and that's a good thing about there being really terrible people in the world. I mean, I don't want to get if you're a Donald Trump supporter and depressed, still do get mental health. Yeah, like, like, like dude, there, there, guys, there's no way there's a Trump supporter still listening to this show. At this point, you you have cold any and all of them. Scott's just like, I gotta stop you guys yeah. right well, there. Well, still, like, think of the worst person you know. Guess what? They are probably completely fine with existing in the world, and you know what? You're much better than them. Yeah. They're a crappy person who doesn't care, and the fact that you're concerned with the fact that you might be a burden on someone else means that you're a better person than they are. So you know what? You're not, like, the scum of the earth. 
if you were the scum of the earth, you wouldn't care that you are. Yeah. So that means that you're important enough and you're, like, a valuable enough asset to the world, just from a utilitarian standpoint, that it would be a detriment to everyone around you if you were not to be here. And, like, that's the thought that is robbed from your brain when you have these, you know, the, these periods and when you have these mm-hmm. struggles. So I guess, like, just to put a cap on it, like, please... Please, if you ever have any doubts that you're worth it or, or thoughts that you should end it. If nothing else, you know what? Tweet at me. You know what? I'll answer eventually when I see it. I, I don't want to be, like, the only person in the way. But, you know, call the free hotlines. Like, talk to somebody. It will help immensely. And it, it sounds really obvious, especially if someone's listening to this and they've never had the struggle. Like, it sounds really obvious, but that's the thing. It is a little thing. You feel like all the little things are gone, and that's that's what puts you there. Mm-hmm. But let's, unless you guys have anything more to say about this, let's be a little more positive. Let's talk about <laughs> Writers on the Sky. Let's okay. talk about this band, because right. I really like them, and I like bluegrass music, and this is another positive thing in the world. This is a weird children's band of a bunch of, like, old dudes who play their bluegrass music for kids, and mm-hmm. it's really nice. Um, it is. This band, if nothing else cheers you up, this two-time Grammy-winning award band has the members Joey the Cow Pokal King, Woody <laughs> Paul, Ranger Doug, and Too Slim. Mm, I want to be I Too guess, Slim. Yeah, Too Slim's name is Fred. I guess he didn't think of a good name with Fred. <laughs> <laughs> they won a Grammy for their CD that tied in with this movie, and they made another one to tie in with Monsters, Inc., even though they didn't provide any music for that movie. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. And they also did the music for For the Birds, the uh, other Pixar short, the Ash Brandon, I think it was Ash Brandon one. But it's amazing, because they've been around since 1977, just, like, doing their thing. They're one of those bands that you see at, like, an amusement park. What are they called? Riders in the Sky. Riders in the Sky. Yeah. They're hilarious, and they're fun, and if you're not in a great place because, oops, I just made everything a bummer for a little while, go look up some, like, bluegrass covers of songs you know, and I guarantee you, you'll at least get, like, a little chuckle out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some some good stuff, and Riders of the Sky is one of those bands. It's just like, come on, that's hilarious, that's great. And I love this this whole Woody's Roundup song. Um, Woody. (laughs) My favorite line of Woody's Roundup is definitely, he's a smart one. (laughs) Just talking about Bullseye. Like, especially since Bullseye is the dumbest toy that we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heart is always warmed by Bullseye's little embarrassing little <laughs> shuffle yeah. that he does. He's yeah. like, it's oh, like the polar shucks. opposite of Stinky Pete's reaction, which is, I'm embarrassed. It's, oh, yeah. Shame. Or not. <laughs> yeah. When you do something really silly and you earnestly kind of mean it, like, earnestness is the best thing in the world. Let's be real yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being real with your feel Like, that's one of the things I like about uh, if I can plug you spider-man minute is that like the original sam raimi trilogy is so much of just people not being afraid to be hammy and to Mm -hmm. be like yep this is a dude in a red spandex suit swinging around (laughs) yeah like it's so silly and just embrace how like silly and on the surface it is or how like ooh, i'm evil i'm wearing a power rangers mask i'm going to destroy spider-man not with the bombs that can clearly easily destroy multiple people with nothing but just like me rolling a grenade out no instead i'm gonna try and punch him yep it's beautiful (laughs) come on goblin it's truly beautiful (laughs) willem 
you're not a very good Defoe. Maybe you should be friends with him instead. Ah, mm. That was, wow. That yeah. was something. Man. <laughs> I like yodeling, too. Yodeling's fun. Oh, my God. It is fun. Isn't it? <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. why the most underrated and best song from Sound of Music is The Lonely Goat Herd. Yep. Fight mm, me. Yodeling, Go ahead. Yodeling, at me. Yodeling. At me, everyone. If you don't think The Lonely Goat Herd is the best song in Sound of Music... Edelweiss, cool, but it's not the Lonely Goat Herd. Mm-mm. My favorite things, for some reason, inexplicably now a Christmas song, but not the Lonely Goat Herd. Mm-hmm. And the little Nothing. yodeler guy is my favorite part of The Price is Right. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, what is it? My favorite, I think, <laughs> cough drop commercial is Nicola. <laughs> and you know what? One of the best things about the... No, the best thing about the Nickelodeon show, Doug is the yodeling bits in the Beats song, I Need More Allowance. Mm. So that's a deep cut for you, but <laughs> it's great. Wow. Love me so... Yodeling's just great because it's just like... It's literally just yelling in a cool way. Yeah. Can we mm-hmm. yell cooler? Sweet. Jesse, <laughs> go ahead and yell cooler. <laughs> it's like uh, It's kind of like the original beatboxing. Yeah, it is. You know, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's yeah. controlled voice breaking. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's like uh, beatboxing for white people. There you go. <laughs> but like really white, like Swiss German white. Yeah, like yeah. The whitest white people. Yeah, yeah, white is the driven snow. Yes. Yeah, because you live in the driven snow. <laughs> exactly. Hey. Oh man, I want to see a beatbox yodeling combination. Oh, that would be amazing. There's some really good, if you get in a good deep YouTube hole, um, speaking of good deep YouTube things to, like, get your mind off of bad stuff, uh, look up some, like, flautist beatboxers. Mm. There are uh, people who, like, play the flute while beatboxing. It's amazing. Because mm. it's just air control, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. You can do both. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh, That's man. nuts. <laughs> yeah. I love yodeling. Mm. This is a yodeling minute. Yodeler. This has been kind of a roller coaster of a time. Yeah. This has been a roller coaster of a of a minute, yeah, of a podcast, of a day. Uh, but I guess we'll see we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, still. for sure. Um, so until next time, yodel yodel yodel. He's a smart one. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Jeb. Aww. You're a smart one. Thanks. <laughs> uh, go out and tell someone you love that. Anyway, bye. <laughs>